0: This is Pulse ninety five. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the
1: fire what a goal! This is the Half Time Show with Umar Duri on Pulse ninety five. Nice strike! Oh, nice. Let's get ready to rumble! Yes, yes, yes! Welcome to the Half Time Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Now for my regular half timers, you know that on halftime show we don't only highlight superstars on the world stage, we also highlight them in the community and when I zone in to these characters, what fascinates me is who they really are in their household, at their workplace and in their community and today guys I have a special treat for you guys, I have. A guest coming in from the community who's going to be able to talk to us about what really goes on behind the scenes. Mohamed Sadiq joins us at the halftime show here in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he lifts the pilot. This is the halftime show with Omar Al Duri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, it's better than nice. Yes, yes, yes. As-salamu alaykum and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Now, for my regular halftimers, you know that on the Halftime Show, we don't only highlight superstars on the world stage, we also highlight them in the community. And today, it is with great pleasure, I introduce to you a guy who is absolutely all that and more. Now, when I zone into these characters, what fascinates me is who they really are in their household, at their workplace and in their communities. And today... Mohammed Sadiq, welcome to the show. Thanks for getting me on board. <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. And now, Mohammed, you're a person who has played cricket in the 40 degree heat during the day with people from all sorts of backgrounds. At night, you mix it up with a different community, shout out to that community, and play football with two strapped knees. At home, you're a father who supports a beautiful family. But tell me,
0: what is it about sports that gets you involved so much? Me, I actually love a lot. I love football. It's my passionate about sports. Mm-hmm. That's the reason. But if you want to hear from my wife's side, she thinks I'm crazy, and she's my sec- <laughs> she's the second wife. And food, sports, especially football, is my first wife.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, see. That's something that I always talk about in terms of sport. That it's a marriage, you know. And sports isn't just a game. It's a useful tool to break down social and cultural barriers off the field. But at home, you have a lot to answer to. <laughs> now, something I just found out. Now. Um and you're known as for several. Muhammad Sadiq, Sid. How can we address you here on the Halftime Show?
0: Uh, you can call me Sid. Okay, because Sid. Because it's easy and simple. Amazing. Now, Sid, your day
1: job is a finance manager. Your night job is looking after your family. Your, sorry, yeah. Your, your night job is looking after your family. But what is it about sports that keeps you making time for that amongst that busy schedule?
0: If you love something, you will do everything for it. And. 100%. I have a lot of pa- pa- passionate about football and I've been playing a lot for me in a week three di- three times a game is very important yeah yeah and there are a lot of incidents where my wife was very upset about me because uh, I went for a football match and <laughs> and skipped some important things <laughs> <laughs> so that must be you must be someone who really
1: knows how to get yourself out of trouble if you're able to still manage to get involved with the community and organize a lot of things. By the way, shout out to Jasim and the whole football crew. We'll be giving you more shout outs later. But with with uh, you, uh, Sid, tell me, you do a lot for the community and, and obviously you've been involved for a long time. When did you start getting involved in all of this?
0: Uh, like starting?
1: Like the org- organizing the community football and things like
0: uh, that. Have you been, I've been doing from '96. 1996.
1: The, yes. You know, just yes. for that, you're going to get a round of applause for that. 1996 you've been organizing games yes
0: wow so you uh, must have
1: come across a lot of people
0: yes in our group we have more than 6200 people in our email list wow yeah, from the time like there are a lot of people who join us and they left and a lot of people migrated and new friends join in. so whoever joins in short they bring two three guys with them right so the group increased itself and yeah we had a lot of people now so how many people would you say now are in the group should be around 100 close to 100 100 people active I will say around 30 40 people are
1: active 30 40 people active and let's 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 talk about that now how many nationalities are in those groups
0: maybe 15 15. or 20 something
1: that's amazing when you think about that that amount of people getting together for sport in the community is incredible you know because they come from different backgrounds. Normally in communities you, predominantly you might have one or two uh let's say of the similar of the similar backgrounds, countries, cultures. But to have that you must come across a lot of people.
0: Yeah. How we started I can tell you. Like yeah. The purpose of starting this was like I born and brought up in Dubai, so mm-hmm. we finished our school and after finishing school we never used to meet each other. All our friends, school friends. We were sport guys and our priority is always sport. So yes sports was the only reason to meet every Friday as right. a weekend. So we used to gather and play a game and it slowly, slowly it increased from 10 people to you around 100 now.
1: Amazing. And yes. and with that, there's also s- different age groups, right?
0: Yes, there's no age group actually.
1: <laughs> uh, well, that's what I was going to say because mashallah, uh, for those who are tuned into our Instagram live, as if you're watching um, Sid in the background, mashallah, Sid, you know, I like to call it you're 43 years young. And you're extremely fit. How have you adapted to play against, like you said, there's no age group. How, how have you adapted to play against all these different ty- types of um, uh, cultures, uh, communities, and also people from 18, 19, all the way up?
0: There is only one culture over here. It's football, I and like that. that brings to everybody. everything like to in one play. you can in one place.
1: <laughs> Getting a, a too much round of applause today for Sid you're saying the right things my bro and and what do you get out of this what does football mean to you uh, you know as on a personal level
0: uh, in a personal level I meet a lot of people I meet a lot of friends and I enjoy playing my game and it keeps me fit
1: it keeps you fit and health is extremely yes. important especially yes. you know but the, the older that we do get, and I'm speaking from personal experience as well, I'm not, I'm not that young either. For, for the older we get, the more uh, wiser we get and the more smarter we get when we play. Is that right?
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and the best thing about football is we get a chance to argue on the field because at home we can't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this guy has got it on 100%. He knows exactly what he's talking about. Coming up next, we talk more about the community, how things have evolved in the UAE, um, what are things like in your community? Text us on 4215-ITASALATOADU or slide into our DMs on Instagram Live at Omar Duri or Pulse95 Radio. Stay tuned for more on Pulse95. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're just tuning in, I'm honored to have a star from the community in Muhammad Sadiq in the studios with me today. Welcome to the show, Muhammad. Thanks. <laughs> now, it wouldn't be right for us to carry on, uh, Sid, without giving a special shout out to a crew we both know quite well. Now, if I miss out any names, feel free to jump in at any time. Special shout out goes to Junaid, Jassim, Tawfiq, Saeed, Muhammad Murad, Ammar, Jeff, Abu Abdullah, Jafar, Jabir, Abu Shammah, Sundar, Ali, Dominic, Nipin, Nihil, Pavan, Swedan, Isa, and Tariq. Have <laughs> I missed anyone?
0: <laughs> we have a lot of people in the list. I think so. that's good enough. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. Thank you for letting me off with that one. Now, having been in the community for, you know, obviously uh, for so long and having, you know, seen so many people come in and come out, what does it take to organize, let's say, one game? How much organizing does that take?
0: Uh, it takes a lot of time. Like, uh, thanks to WhatsApp and all those things. Now it's much easier. Earlier we used to just send an email and we used to get a confirmation. But if you don't, if you're short of players, you really have to follow up and call guys yeah. and request whatever to come and play for us because we need at least to play a nine-a-side game. We need 18 guys on the pitch. Yeah. So it takes time.
1: And especially with, with last-minute cancellations, situations coming up, you know that that must be quite tricky.
0: Yes, we have some few backups as well.
1: Oh, some back, <laughs> backup players. I don't think they want to be called backup players, but I'm sure they save a lot of games, right? So,
0: but I would not mention their name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and how have things evolved in the UAE since you started being involved?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like since 96, you know, you, you mentioned technology earlier and you said how that's played a role in WhatsApp and, and everything. But, you know, have you noticed um, changes in in the type of people that are coming to uh to these sessions or the type of people that are getting involved?
0: Yeah there are a lot of changes. When we started we were all like in our early 80s nine twenties. Yes. So as we went on the people started working, the community get matured and yes. there were a lot of mature guys were joining us. And then we have kids now like They became father, and the kids are playing with us
1: Right, right So So, the children of the people who signed up initially in the WhatsApp groups Their children are now coming Yes Okay
0: So we have some children as well playing with us Yeah, they're giving us tough time But yes, we are trying to match up I like that
1: (laughs) I like that And mashallah, you play cricket, you play football And you run, mashallah, you know How do the three different sports vary in terms of personnel? Like in terms of what you personally take away from it?
0: It, all, all three games are different like yeah. uh, if you're going for cricket you will feel most of the asian culture guys like most indian pakistani guys you will find out yes and they are very passionate about the game yes and in india cricket is like a religion yes so you have to be very like the game is different yeah um, it's there are two types of game one is the t20 yeah one day game and test match yes Current, the new generation normally likes T twenty because it's short, yes, like four or hour, five hours game. Mm-hmm. And one day game is around eight to nine hours and test matches for five days. Five days. So when these guys come to the community, do they play for five days? No. no we don't play. Like it's an international level, yeah, it's five days. But right. over in Dubai, in the Middle East, we always played twenty over games. Yes. It's like a T twenty record. Right, so, right. Twenty hour games or forty hour games. Yeah. And forty hour games is an entire day. Yeah. And twenty hour is like you can say you start morning seven o'clock and it's end up by two or three o'clock.
1: Wow. And so so they come here and you said it was it was it was very similar to like a religion. They treat it with with such a way where they're so passionate about it. Has there now I know there's a huge community uh, like here in Charger as well where Pakistan and India, Indian uh, cricket players are very very like passionate about it but has there been anyone that's come from outside and surprised you that's not from those two countries
0: <laughs> that's a good question right yeah there are guys but, <laughs> really? but there are guys from different communities like the British and all those yes or British and Australian because I have colleagues and friends yeah and especially during the World Cup if India is playing against Australia then you or India is playing against England you will see British and they all everybody gets involved in this. Right. Yeah, so there are, okay. but when but are you talk about rivalry, India and Pakistan, like I have, in my school days, we have mixed community. We have Indian, Pakistani, you can Sudani, Arabs, yes. UAE national, all the guys were together. We used to be very close friends, but the day there is a match between India and Pakistan, then okay. you will see some difference an opinion and all those things.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But actually, also mentioning that, now you're half-half. Is that right? Yes, I'm half-half. Okay. So when it comes down to the cricket, where do your loyalties lie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good one, but, but when I was in office, people used to ask similar question. I always used to say, Yeah, whoever wins, I am that side.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you're a glory hunter. Sid, I never thought you'd be a glory hunter, man. Okay. okay, All right. You'll, I'll let you get off of that one for now. Uh, when you grew up, did you have any role models or people that you, you modeled your game on, whether it was cricket or football or even both, you know, is there anyone you looked up to?
0: Uh, in football, uh, locally, internationally, I used to love uh, Maldini. Uh, Paolo Maldini. Um, okay. Maldini. Excellent. Wow. Yes. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. So I always used to follow him. And what position did you play? I used to play defense, okay, but now nowadays I play defensive <laughs> midfield. <laughs> okay, and in cricket, did you have anyone you looked up to? Uh, cricket, there is like I used to like Azaruddin uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. in the olden days. Yes, like but nowadays Virat Kohli, okay, uh, okay. Dhoni, they are good
1: players. Nice, yeah, nice. Well, th- thank you guys for tuning in on our Instagram live, and remember, this show would be nothing without you. But coming up next, we zone into the game of the weekend, where Diego Simeone's Atletico Madrid face Real Madrid, and yes. The people on Instagram live have spoken and also on my Instagram and have said they wanted me to focus on Manchester United versus Arsenal. Stay tuned for more on Pulse 95. Pulse Pulse 95 This is the Halftime Show with Omar Abdouri Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're just tuning in, we have Mohamed Sadiq, a star in the community. And as we always say on the show, we highlight real-life topics international local. Sid, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, Sid, do you follow or support a team? Yes. Do you want to share that with us here? I support Menu. I don't know why I'm celebrating, but I thought I'd I'd hype him a little bit before I tear them. No, I'm joking. Um, Now, did you get to watch much live sport? um, You know, in the hectic lifestyle that you live.
0: Yes, I do. I do watch almost most of the game of Menu. Okay. And some special games like uh, Atlético. Real.
1: Nice. And speaking about that, this weekend, Atletico meet Real Madrid with Zinedine Zidane's men coming under a lot of criticism. Real Madrid are top of the league without a defeat yet in six games. There's a certain pressure for Madrid uh, to play a certain way, but with no defeat so far, it's result over style for Zidane's men. Atletico, however, having seen gigantic stars such as Diego Godin and Antoine Griezmann, Leave are still producing the goods with four wins, one draw and one loss and sitting only on one point behind their rivals, what do you think the score is going
0: to be? What's that? Are you sure Atletico lost? I doubt. The only two teams are unbeaten in La Liga is Real and Atletico. But they've drawn
1: one game? Yes. Interesting. So what do you think the score is going to be between them two? 3-2. 3-2 to Atletico? Yes. Interesting. Do you support anyone in Spain? I Real. Okay, all right. (laughs) And on the other hand, that may not be what it used to be in terms of what they're looking for and and the competition and the type of captains. But I put a poll on my Instagram live asking what people wanted me to zone in in the game of zones uh, this weekend. And and the, the vote was unanimous. 85% Manchester United versus Arsenal was what they wanted me to look at a very different dynamic in the sense Manchester City have dominated the Premier League and Liverpool have been outstanding in Europe, arguably showing that they are the best team to beat in Europe. Now, Emery and Oli Golasanchair have been criticised this season for not having an identity, but the ghosts of Arsene Wenger and Sir Alex Ferguson didn't do them any favours. Now, this season, Manchester United's threat has been James, who has come in from the Championship and showed no fear. With Romelu Lukaku not being replaced, a lot of pressure has been on Rashford and Martial. And at Old Trafford, United generally don't have a problem facing Arsenal, regardless of whatever team is put ahead of them. Now, I saw a stat that Arsenal haven't beaten a top six... Side away from home since 2015 and I also was told today shout out to Ali who's, um, who's uh, tuned in on the Instagram live who said to me that Manchester United have not lost a game being up at halftime since 1984. <laughs> so some crazy stats there and Arsenal coming into this game with a very poor defence with David Luiz and Socrates unfortunately making headlines for the wrong reasons. Now in, in, in the week we see this game coming up The return of Holding Tierney making their Premier League debut and possibly Bellerin in the fringes makes a different backline. Manchester United's attack has been talked and a lot of people have been talking about Greenwood and whether Martial and Rashford will be fit, but Pogba is expected to return. Now, one man who's been performing is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who, despite not having his strike partner Lacazette, has had to step up this season. And in five matches, this is something that I, I pulled out. Sid, let me know what you think of this. James has played five matches... 465 minutes, 3 goals, and his shots per game is 2.3. Aubameyang has had 6 matches, 540 minutes, 6 goals, and 3.3 shots per game. Now, here's a question to the viewers. If Lukaku had still been at United, do you think United would be higher up in the league? What do you think, Sid? Yeah, I think so. You think so?
0: Yes.
1: Well, Lukaku has had 5 matches in in Inter Milan, 418 minutes, 3 goals, 2 shots per game, but had a much higher percentage of aerial battles won at 4.6 compared to the other two who was 0.3. Now stats can sometimes be deceiving, but this tells you that Inter are playing to Lukaku's strengths. Do you think United miss him at the moment?
0: Yeah, like uh, United is missing him because uh, if you see the game recently what United is playing, yeah. they do a lot of crosses that which was not there in previous season. Yes. And I think Soluka would have been at the aerial which he would have been the best. Yeah. Because the, in United doesn't have anybody at the aerial. Uh, nobody is there at the moment.
1: Correct. And and I think they're capitalising on set pieces rather than open play.
0: And out of the goal, what they have scored, I think so, most of them are penalties.
1: Yeah, that's actually true. And. Yeah. How do we think United will line up? Well here's a suggestion on on, on what Oli might do. De Gea will start off in goal. The back four will be Wan Bissaka, Maguire, Lindelof, and Shaw. The two that might sit above him, and this is where I, I I might have one or two things as options. McTominay and Matic will play, and then Pogba, Mata and James ahead of them, and then Greenwood ahead of them. Now what do you think of that lineup? You think he any he's gonna spring any surprises or changes?
0: I doubt Matic will play because he is too slow for us now. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: You don't you think his positioning is good enough?
0: He, he, he was good a few years yeah. back, but yeah. he has lost some, some pace. pace.
1: Yeah, yeah. And how do we think Arsenal are going to line up? Leno starts off in goal. Uh, Tierney left back. Holding in Louise, possibly centre-backs unless he plays Socrates and Holding isn't ready. And Maitland-Niles at right-back, which has been a week a weakness for Arthur the season considering the player isn't a right back ahead of him. Now this is where Emery has to get his tactics spot on as he has a predicament who to pick from. Jaka, Guendouzi and Cambaios are the three that most probably he'll play but I know that Torreira is definitely getting his fitness back and even Willock has had a very good season so far. Up front, pretty obvious. Uh, Aubameyang uh, will be up front Pepe on the right now on the left side will he go for Saka the kid who has been impressive in Europa League and uh, also against Aston Villa or will he be safe and go for Ozil what do you think? what's your take on Ozil he will go for Saka
0: you think so yes he will not go for, uh, for Ozil
1: okay, no. okay and what are your predictions for the United game I know Dodi said it's going to be 3-2 uh, I know that um, Nadine listening online also said it's going to be a Lingard winner who do you think is going to win
0: It's (laughs) 2-1.
1: Why do you say it in that way?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have a doubt. Like Arsenal will win. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Even though it's at Old Trafford? Yes. Because last game, if I'm not wrong, Arsenal has won at Old Trafford.
1: Um, Arsenal haven't won at Old Trafford for a while. Unless it's a cup game. Maybe, yes. But yeah. the, the
0: last game, they have won, if I'm not wrong.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we want to know what you guys think. Uh, text us on 4215, it's or do or slide into our DMs at Instagram Live at Omar Durya or at Pulse95 Radio. And tell us, what's the score going to be between Arsenal and Manchester United at Old Trafford on Monday? That's the day I come into the show. It's going to be a different Omar Aldouri for you guys uh, on Wednesday when I do come in for, for the result of that. There is a lot riding on this result. This result still means a lot to a lot of people, you know, even though Arsenal and United are not competing for honours and not the same as they were, you know, in Alex Ferguson days, in the Arsene Wenger days when they were... Do you remember Roy Keane and Patrick Vera's captains? Oh, that was unreal. Unreal. See, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, Coming up next... We discussed the player of the year awards as Messi does it again. What is a successful season? And your questions will be answered here in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse95. But we do have uh, the Adhan coming up. Um, the Asr Prey Adhan coming up. And we'll have Muhammad Sadiq joining us here for more uh, on the Halftime Show. Guys, text us your questions and slide into our DMs. Let us know what you think.
0: This is Pulse95.
1: This is the Halftime Show. With Omar yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the halftime show with me. I have Sid, Mohammed Sadiq, a star from the community on the halftime show. Uh, one thing uh, I've got to say, and shout out to everyone on Instagram Live. We've got some predictions coming in. Sam saying 3 1. Uh, Nadine saying I think it was 2-1 she said Pogba will probably be out and a couple of things we were checking the stats because you know Sid made me doubt myself and he does that in football as well he made me doubt myself with uh, Atletico Madrid not losing they have lost the game this year that was one and the other one was uh, Manchester United uh, losing to Arsenal did you say Sid?
0: I said uh, yes Yeah. in all traffic
1: yeah there's times I thought United should have lost but De Gea has been unbelievable so that's probably why they haven't but saying that This week, one thing I watched, um, which kind of surprised me, was the Player of the Year Awards. Um, Did you watch that? Did you you hear about that? Messi uh, won it again with 51 goals in 50 games. He has a strong argument, but my question is, what is a successful season? Is it how well your club does? Is it how well your national team does? Or is it how many goals you score? Now, let me ask you, Sid. Do you think Messi deserved to be Player of the Year
0: this year? Yes, yeah. Individually, he has achieved a lot. Yeah. But if you're if you're comparing with the club and the country, then it's always a question mark every time. Yeah. So individually, he has scored a lot. He he, I think was the top scorer mm-hmm. in Europe last year.
1: I gotta check that, Sid. Yep, you're yes. the you're the man with the stats, Sid. <laughs>
0: I'm just I'm just picking up from. My head.
1: No, but let me ask you this: What's harder to win? Is is it your own league or is it the Champions League?
0: Your own league in La Liga, yes, your own league. You think
1: the, you think that winning the league with Barcelona is harder than winning the Champions League?
0: Uh, yes, for for last year. Yeah, last year Champions League, yeah, uh, British league was British team were very good. Yeah, yeah. And they, Barcelona had some unlucky games, and they were out. Okay. One mistake, they're out.
1: Well, so so this is my question to you: Barcelona lost to Liverpool, right? Yes. Right? right? Yeah. Yes. It's a classic 4-0. Yes. Um, A certain player, Virgil van Dijk, was in the contention for winning player of the year. Liverpool won the Champions League. Barcelona won La Liga. Does Messi deserve to win the
0: award over van Dijk, in your opinion? That's a good question, huh? It's a good question, but yes, I will go ahead with Messi because... Uh, individually, he has done a lot for the team. Where Barcelona won a La Liga, and they reached in Champions League, is because of individual performance, not for the team performance. Right? The team has done good, mm-hmm. but that, but they have a certain standard which they have not met. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, for Barcelona, you always expect them to reach the final.
1: Okay. Can I? Can I? Can I give you my opinion? Yes. Yeah. Do you mind? Yes. <laughs> okay. Here's my. Here's what. I'm, here's my take on it. Now, Messi and Ronaldo have been. Uh, revolutionized football, okay, over the last ten years. This, this is what I genuinely believe. And in terms of attributes, I agree they are the best in the world. I, 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 fully agree with you. But in my opinion, Van Dijk had a phenomenal season with Liverpool, and I'll tell you why: winning the Champions League and losing one game in the league, and Netherlands reaching the final in the UAE, uh, sorry, UAE U- in the U- 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 UEFA Na- Nations League. Just being a part of that Dutch revolution is bringing back the good old days for Dutch football a year before that liverpool lost the champions league final um, because of a defensive error or let's say Carius, the goalkeeper now they addressed that by bringing the goalkeeper in and van dyke has obviously changed the defense at liverpool losing one game in your domestic league and winning the champions league in the manner that they did holds a very strong argument for van dyke who defenders by the way and you being an ex-defender as well should be giving this guy some credit Sid talk to me Sid um, I, I still can
0: argue because if you yeah. see Cristiano Ronaldo has won the league Yeah. he has won with his country the Euro- Europa Cup as yes. well Yes. and he is the top scorer I think so I'm not sure in the Italian league as okay. well so shouldn't he be win- winning it yeah so but overall Messi has scored the highest goal in Europe. I think so 51 something. 51 he,
1: goals in 50 yeah. games.
0: Yes. So but he deserves not But in also... He because it's an individual award, it's not a team award. Correct. So if you're considering individual, then I think so you should give to him.
1: But also, let me ask you this, Sid, I'm trying to pick your brains here. <laughs> let me ask you this. If you score 10 goals, or let's say you score 5 goals in a 7-1 game, right? The game's over and you've still kept the player on. And Messi's, Messi's the greatest, one of the best ever, okay? But Van Dyke changes a whole team. Messi, like you said, is an individual artist. He can change a game by himself.
0: Yeah.
1: Isn't it a team sport?:
0: It's a team sport. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree with you it's a team sport. Yeah, but individually, like example, if mm-hmm. I go back in '86, like Maradona, yes. it was a team sport, but he alone himself had done a lot of things which Argentina got a World Cup. Mm-hmm. So, yes. still, when you talk about '86, you talk about Maradona. Why you don't say on the Argentina won the World Cup? Right. Everybody says. Still, Maradona has won the World Cup. Mm-hmm.
1: So why hasn't Messi won the World Cup with Argentina? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, it's my job to ask these questions. He's individually good, but I doubt he's a good leader. <laughs> okay,
1: interesting. I, I like that. And talking about leadership, um, the the player awards had a lot of things in it. I think women's football definitely, definitely grew from that. We you know watching the the US, uh, USA national team and the incredible uh, athletes they have has been remarkable for the game but also in terms of a commercial aspect you know it's good to see Rapinoe you know getting the credit she deserves um, it's good to see the goalkeepers getting credit it's good to see defenders getting credit and I wonder are we having a shift now in the young players um, you know the aspiring youth looking at players like Van Dyke and De Jong and defenders and midfielders who who are good at what they do and don't try and be something they're not. I wonder if that will inspire playgrounds to have kids rather than them just being Ronaldo's and Messi's, you know, being Sid's and, uh, and De Young's and, uh, and Van Dyke's and Trent Alexander-Arnold, who, by the way, was in the UAE uh, not, not far back and, and very down-to-earth guy, you know. Um, I wonder if we're having a shift in sport. Because normally, you just want to be the goal scorer, you know, Uh, you just want to be the one that gets the credit. Nowadays, the acknowledgement of the different positions is definitely giving uh, the youth a lot more promise in playing their own role and not being scared to take chances. You know, now the the ball playing centre back, the defender that can actually initiate play, that can pass from the back, is being encouraged. Whilst before, I'm sure, you know, back in your day and back in our day, it was defense just clear it you know how many times do we hear that in community football clear it (laughs) i still do it (laughs) exactly and now we have players that are expressing themselves in a different way you know being able to play from the back Uh, we have goalkeepers who are being equally or or they think equally as good as the outfield players and coming to the edge of their box and um getting involved with a -a five-a-side you know it's definitely shifting in sport and i think that With all these players, you know, being able to express themselves. And even, by the way, De Ligt for Juventus. You know, the remarkable season he had for Ajax and getting a big move at 19 for, I think it was 57 million to go to to Juventus. I mean, that's another big thing for football. You know, when was the last time we saw defenders getting the credit where they get to go to Juventus? You know what I mean? Which is the the art of defending. You know what I mean? Uh, To go as a Dutch player. He is being exposed a little bit. And I think someone that I, I listen to a lot Gabriel Marcotti and, uh, and Mina who are the ESPN crew um, Mina I've been, I'm actually hoping to get her on the show um, soon uh, discusses that De Ligt hasn't really produced at the highest level in Juventus and I think with Kalini being injured his strike partner Bonucci has been someone that hasn't necessarily had the impact on Delicht that Kalini would have had you know um, and that's interesting to see how he evolves and whether he regrets not moving to a Barcelona, a Real Madrid, you know, a Manchester City even. How well would he have done under De Ligt, uh, under Pep Guardiola, De Ligt as, a, as a player? You know, if he had gone now, especially with them wanting a defender after company, after Laporte getting injured, is that a mistake from Pep Guardiola? See, there's a lot of things here that could have fallen into place. What do you think?
0: Um, regarding Man City, Yeah, I think that it's a mistake. They should have replaced company with someone. Yeah.
1: Who, who, who is there a defender out there at the moment you think that Manchester City would, would do good to, in signing realistically
0: they should go in for D-line yeah, yeah, yeah. they should have gone for D-line. I think now yeah. with
1: him being at Juventus I think that option is, is definitely gone for at least two more years but I have you do you, do you, uh, do you know Koulibaly at Napoli
0: yeah
1: he's, he's one
0: but he's very expensive 80-85
1: yeah and I think if City are going to fill in the puzzle they're going to have to invest I mean they spent 50, 50 they million a, on fullbacks.
0: yeah they have spent it on I think so on four stone, maybe 50 for stones
1: maybe stones yeah yeah stone. and also for Kyle Walker, Kyle Walker. and uh, Cancelo who's their new right back as well who's coming you know so they're definitely not scared to put the money where their mouths are and I think if they did pick up Koulibaly I think that would be a problem <laughs> for the league <laughs>
0: You know, because of defense, they are struggling. Yes. Otherwise, they should be on the top of the league. Yes,
1: and I and I say that even when I get uh, get criticized a lot for being an Arsenal fan. Shout out to everyone on Instagram Live. Um, but if any if any of the top six teams in Europe had three out of their four starting defenders out. I'm sure they would struggle. And we're seeing that with City at Laporte. Arsenal have had both full-backs out in Bellerin and Tierney.
0: I, I, I never consider Arsenal as a defensive team. They, they never That's had true. a defender. That's they true. never had a defender. That's true. They lose only, only because of defence.
1: You think so? Yeah. And do you think having brought back three out of their four uh, defensive line, they'll actually be better than they were with Luiz and Socrates?
0: Yes, I believe they will be better. And the right-back and the left-back... Both were Bellerin
1: into. and Tierney. Yes, if yep. they're
0: both coming, they should be better. Yeah. And again, but for some reason uh they lose concentration and they give up some goals.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. And unfortunately we are coming to full time on the halftime show. Now guys, if you have missed our show, you can catch us on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud, just type in the halftime show or on dury and you can always catch up on the great shows we have here on Pulse95. Sid, thank you so much for being part of the show today, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to be here. It's been an honour to have you here and we look forward to staying in touch to see how the community does with all the sports you're involved in.
0: Thank you for having me over here.
1: <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. Shout out to Sid and the family uh, and everyone tuned in uh, at the Halftime Show. We, uh, we couldn't be where we are without you and we appreciate all the love. Currently at the moment, there is a game going on. Liverpool versus Sheffield United. There's 24 minutes gone and it's still nil-nil. So there's more for me to catch up when I get back. Uh, Sending you all the love and energy here from Pulse95. We'll be back on Monday, 3 to 4. Stay tuned on Pulse95.
0: This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.